I put your ego and pride aside and got dang gonna go to work, put your head down. And I heard somebody on here say like, with, with the fact of like people people being uh, like depth chart uh, talent and shit, like we got talent, it's talent on the roster. It's just like, is this talent working hard or is it not working hard? Like, Cause that's, that's what I was, shit. I wasn't the most talented joker on the field. Like, you feel me? I, I'm not the fastest, I'm not the strongest. And even still to this day in the league, bro, I, I utilize my, my work ethic and, and knowing that I'm I'm out working motherfuckers in the off season to carry me in my career. And and I feel like motherfuckers ain't really working hard. Like, yeah, like I see on Instagram, like, oh, this, that, and the third. But like, are y'all really working hard? Are y'all putting in that extra work? Are y'all are y'all in the weight room? Are y'all studying film for real? Like, because if y'all are, y'all might need to do it a little bit harder. That bike. Right, that was DJ saying he won the most – that, that was DJ saying he won the most talent. Yeah, man, let me DJ tell you that boy said, captain, boy. That boy was, oh, was thick as hell. That I, I was gonna say that, bro. Don't let that boy captain you. I was gonna say that, bro. DJ can play about three or four different positions out there and play him well, too, bro. Don't what? say yourself shout like that. <laughs> right. Listen, I remember when we're gonna, we gonna get on this plane. All right, hey, I love y'all. I'm gonna get on this plane. I'll hit y'all a little bit later. All right, DJ. All right, DJ. All right, DJ. All right, Hey, I remember DJ out there at Paradise Camp, uh, the first one, uh, playing DB against Jerry Judy. You talking about him playing multiple positions? He, he yeah, remember he was, there. remember he was being brought in as the athlete. So we was, yeah. you know, when we got him, we was figuring out which position he's going to play because he played quarterback in high school a lot. So yeah. we were like, uh, is he going to play defense? Is he going to play offense? Um, what position would he play on offense? They put him in as a slot, but. That's when um we had a whole we had a whole nother season with running backs just got depleted, so he had to go to running back. Um that's just the crazy part because you're looking at this and we like, whoa, we only got really two running backs that's really healthy. And it's just one of those seasons all over again, man. But yeah, man, um, I'm with y'all guys. I fully trust Mario and the staff. I just think you know, um, the players gotta gotta work a lot harder. Coaches gotta do. Coaches they they they, they gotta be held accountable too, man, because they gotta do their job. Um, getting the guys prepared for the game. Um, that game Saturday, it just looked like once the kids got on the field, um, before like five minutes before kickoff, it just looked like they just wasn't there. They seen the excitement in the stadium. But once the game was about to get started, it looked like they just wasn't there. Um, and we're not supposed to be, you know, you're not supposed to look like that. When you're playing in your home stadium against your number one rivalry, the stadium is jam-packed. You're supposed Prime to play time. the lights. You're supposed to be lights out. Oh, man, yeah. this is, this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Like, man, I'm playing Florida State. The stadium jam-packed. Um I'm finna go out here and knock somebody's ass out. <laughs> well, I'm finna go out here and, and score a touchdown, you know, because guess what? If I score, the stadium finna be rocking, rocking, rocking. You know what I'm saying? So, but them kids just, like, they just ain't look like that. Um, and it, it goes both with the coaching staff. Like, the coaching staff, they got to do a better job with getting these kids prepared to play. They should. Mario came here and said, my team, this team would not never be prepared. And it looked like we've... We haven't been prepared uh, a couple of games this season, so yeah. But there's a difference between trying to get someone prepared. Like people are saying too, these coaches can't go home with these kids. You know what I mean? Like if I if I give you a big ass booklet and I prepped you and I had every detail and I had every coverage and I had 
stuff for you to fill out and you don't go home and do it, that's not on me as a coach. That's on you as a player. So to me, I feel like there's also stuff like that that's happening where I remember my freshman year, I used to see guys actually throw out the study guy because they didn't care. They was like, oh, I thought about something to throw it out. You know what I mean? I remember my junior year, whenever I played, like that study guy I had literally was filled up with notes about every kind of coverage, any kind of rotation, any type of variation that I thought they could run versus me. And to me, like that's what really helped me. And I, I don't think that, you know, a lot of those guys are doing that. I think that a lot of guys are like, oh, like I studied enough. No, like you got to keep studying. Like it's, 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 it's not enough until literally toe meets ball. Then when you can't study no more, that's when it's enough. And that's every game, not even FSU. Yeah, I agree. Hey. But, you know, the one thing I would say, um, the reason why I say that is because, uh, okay, when you guys was playing, you guys, you had, we had the nine on field coaches, maybe maybe up to 10 analysts or GMs. This team literally got almost 50 analyst GMs out there. It's it, like, it's coaches that, I ain't going to say they can go home with you, but guess what? They right there beside you saying, hey. Damn straight. You got to get yeah. together. You know my sophomore year, yeah, my sophomore year, when we uh, when I was learning Dan Enos, when I was learning Enos' offense, bro, because I'm trying to tell y'all, bro, that shit was so hard, bro. Y'all don't even know, but I got to I gotta find a playbook and just read some, put some of them plays, bro. Shit sound like some whole other shit. <laughs> I went, but I, I would meet with Coach uh, Coach Rod and all the time, bro, and, and just go meet with him because he was our he was our tight end GA. So I would meet with him and I would go over the place. I wasn't even meeting with my head with Coach Field. I was meeting with Coach Rod from over the place. But how many players are doing that, though, Brevin? How many right. players writing on this staff do you think are doing that? Yeah, that's right. That's true. They're not. Right. And it's right. even like you heard what Tyler said. I was like, oh, you know, I had the two weeks. And what did he do? He spent time with Gaddis, and he spent time with Ponce. And when he came back, how good did the guy look? Right. That's what it is. It's not, it's not hard. The game has gotten better. Everyone on that field is just as fast, just as big, just as, like, good as you. The thing that makes you different is how you study, how you prep. You know, the little stuff, yes, you could be running a couple steps faster. Maybe you are a little bit taller, but most of the time, when it's an even game, the guys that prep the hardest and the guys that play the hardest shine the brightest. Facts. That's it. Especially when you get to the league, Brevin, you know that shit. Everyone in the NFL is good. Man, everybody. Everybody's good. good. You feel me? So it's not like there, there, there are weak links, but when you really look at it, there ain't no weak links. There ain't no weak links, bro. You feel you me? Feel like, in the league, like, though, bro, if you're not on your shit, bro, in the league, though, if you're not on your shit, they just they just don't not going to play you. Like, they going to let you know early. Like, yeah. all right, you, you don't know the plays? Like, you fuck up two days back to back on the same thing. Like, if you M.E. on the same route or whatever, all right, yeah, cool. They're no, they noted that. All right, yeah, he's probably not going to play. He's probably not playing this week. Like, it's, that, it's a week-to-week business in the NFL, bro. Yep. Hey, listen up. We may be having um, we're looking at having a watch party um at um eighteen sixty at the, at the Fire Nights Lounge to, to watch the Georgia Tech game, man. Um, something we've been talking about doing, man. We just didn't expect the team to be on, on the down slide, but uh, I, I guess I mean what we want to see a Jacari Brown or a Jake and see what we got in our, in our young quarterbacks, man. But so 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 hit us up, man. We plan on having a watch party Saturday to watch the game. Uh, Brevin, man, every time we interviewed you, bro, you came to that podium while you was here. You were always in a good mood, though. <laughs> help, 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 help normal people out, though. How the fuck are you always in a good mood? Um, it seemed like you never had any issues at mind because you were always in a good mood, though. Man, how, how, what is so that mindset, bro? That that mindset comes from my foundation and my belief in Jesus Christ, first of all. And then really just, bro, just keeping a positive. Bro, my time in Miami, bro, 
man, y'all don't even know, bro. But I went through some dark times too at Miami, bro. I mean, that getting hurt shit, I was, I mean, that was out of my control, bro. But people in my DMs talking crazy. Like, I'm talking about, I'm 17, 18, 19 years old getting DMs from grown ass folks talking about, you soft as hell. Like, bro, I'm, I'm talking about, like, bro, I couldn't, I can't do nothing about this. I tore my shoulder, I tore my list, Frank. Like, I can't do shit about this, but. I had, I mean, don't believe it or not, bro. I just, I just kept a positive attitude in just what I do in life, bro. No matter what it is, that's what life is all about. It's how you view, how you view things, bro. Life is all about a lens, and how you view it is, the, the, that's the separator, bro. I mean, because Miami, we were ass, bro. We were six and seven, and then we were seven and six, and then the last year we went eight and three. But that, like I said earlier, bro, losing kills your morale. So it, it, ain't, it ain't like I was just waking up every day, hey guys, you know, smiling and teasing. It's just the lens that I chose to look through. And just keep a positive attitude about it. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you brought that up about man. Cause like it's some people like that, man, y'all, y'all weirdos, man. You 30 and 40 years old DMing 17, 18 year old kids and calling them trash for being hurt. And that stuff still goes on right now. And that shit is I'm glad you said that. And I would like to see more players speak about, you know, shit like that. Not the players here, but the players that are gone and you know what I'm saying, graduated and everything. Man, I'm telling you, that shit was so crazy. But I used to be like, bro, what, bro? Like, people don't realize, but I, like, I put my heart into you, bro. Like, I, I really, I, I love to you, bro. I, there was a, like, once I committed and watched the thirty for thirties, it was over with, bro. I immediately was like, yeah, bro, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. I tweeted my freshman year, bro. I was like, we need to build. We, we I want to be the class that has another thirty for thirty. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we obviously didn't make shit going, but that, that's just the love that I have for that school, bro. So. That shit when when my own when our own fans was DMing me talking crazy, I'm I'd be looking at it like damn like bro, brother, the craziest I, I part. Love I love this school and y'all y'all just sitting here trashing me. Like you have to look at it with a positive attitude though. You have to be like yeah. fucking at least I'm relevant. They DMing me for a reason. I'm relevant to some sense. It, it, brother, to me that craziest part was that you know a lot of time the the people that were talking the most trashing me was the fans. It wasn't even the opponents, the fans. No, it was our fans. Yeah, it, <laughs> like was the, that, it was family, that, right? That it was always the family. That, that that blew me the most, to be honest with you. Blew me, bro. Um, but, but, I, but I definitely understand their love. You know, I'll I'll give you another example. Like junior, obviously, I got a lot of shit. Then my senior year, when we lost that shoe, Brevin, I didn't even like check my phone. You can ask Travis. I already know. No, I used to be on. The, I used to be with. You I got on the bus, bus and I handed the bus. I handed my phone to Travis. I said, just delete everything. He went right, through. Bro, I know what he it. saw. Like death threats. He said he was like, bro, I've never seen messages like this in my fucking life. But it's the crazy shit, bro. But in some weird way, it, it was weird, bro. In some weird way, the Miami fans used to really just get me going. Like, like <laughs> it, 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 it really used to put a chip on my shoulder, bro. Like when people would try to call me like soft, they'd be like, bro, you soft, bro. Like you always hurt, bro. Like, bro, I was in, I was my treatment rehab stuff, bro. Like I was my foot injury, bro. I was supposed to be about a year and a half. I don't know if y'all know what a Liz Frank injury is. Look that shit up, though. That shit is serious. But I tore my whole midfoot. I came back in six months. Oh, like, you feel me? Yeah. I committed myself, bro. Like when people was talking shit, bro, I used to just that the chip just it grew to a potato type, bro. Like it was so big. I used to be like, bet, bro. Y'all think y'all think this, but I'm about to go up. I'm about to turn up. Like that's how you I'll give you another it, one, Brevin. So the the 2016 year, or my bad, the 2018-17 year when I played UNC, I go out every game after UNC during practice, I couldn't pick up a football. They literally had to light my shoulder up for the rest of the season. Damn straight. I got shot up the last three games my sophomore year trying to play, bro. Yeah, I got – listen, I got shot up. And my – my what sucks, though, and it was one thing that, you know, 
I really, really hope that they didn't do the Tyler, and I, and, I, and I hope he's done, man, and he should be done, you know, because I feel like you can have a kid that's a competitor. You can have a guy that plays hard, but at the end of the day, you also got to take care of these players. Because I also feel like, you know, with, like, me and Rick, like, Rick literally told me that I would never play. So I always felt like if I ever stepped foot off that damn field, I wasn't coming back on. So I had to, you know what I mean? It's like when you're a talented kid and, and you do have a future, you got to have the trust in your coach saying, hey, coach, like, I know there's a great backup behind me. I got to take care of my shoulder because I had a whole bunch of uh, scar tissue and damage in my right shoulder. Man, so it was like, things like that. Like, I yeah, got out so. of the first game against Florida because I tore, I was, I missed all the spring ball. I tore my, I had a grade four separation in my AC joint during spring ball. I, so I missed all the spring ball, damn near like all the camp. I came back like mid camp for the Florida game, bro. Florida game, my shoulder was still fucked. I played the whole season with a torn AC joint, bro. Grade four. I have a fat ass lump on my shoulder. Still. <laughs> I know. Game, bro, Bubba was telling me that. that. Bubba was saying that you said, yeah. Bro, I have a huge yeah. lump on my shoulder, bro. My shoulder is so uneven, it's crazy, bro. But I literally, I, that first game against Florida, bro, I didn't, practice, I didn't practice until like the first two, three weeks of the game, or before the game, bro. Like, I was out the whole time. Yeah, that was before me, the Florida game, I didn't even feel that bitch. Didn't even feel my shoulder. So back to the fan stuff. Any any fan ever said anything to you in your face, or was it always just through social media and text yeah, messages? Nah. Yes, yeah, right, exactly. Social <laughs> right. media. Yeah, ain't no not to say nothing to us. I, I actually had one encounter. I had one encounter when I was, what was it, my freshman year? My freshman year or my sophomore year, I want to say. I, I can't even remember, but I was at, I was actually at, like, the club, bro, and some, whatever, some little heckler, bro, was just coming up to me talking shit. And I'm, I just looked at, like, you can't acknowledge, bro, but you just look at them people like, damn, like, you really low-key are kind of bold for even trying to come up to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, people know <laughs> not to try to come up to us in, in person, like, and try to talk shit, because they know, like, bro, we... Football players, bro, we we really are like we're not superhumans, bro, but we built we built a little bit different. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gonna feel, we gonna feel that pressure, but we built different. You know what I'm saying? Like we gonna feel that you gonna feel that pressure. Bro. Oh, you gonna feel that bro, shit. you're funny. So they know not to really try to say nothing to us in person. So 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 help so help them on so help the kids understand. So how did y'all eventually just deal with? It? Do you just ignore it, or you or you got a mindset like, man, listen, man, they talking about me because I'm somebody. Like how how y'all eventually dealt with it? For me, I didn't really start dealing with it. I mean, yeah, I'll let you go first. Yeah, you I'll feel it, bro. But I'll let you go first. When I got to the league, when I got to the league, I'll say like, bro, like you kind of just get immune to it. I mean, like in college, I I it used to get to me. Like I used to look at it in college and be like, all right, yeah. Like I used to want to respond to it, but it's like now I'm like, bro, fuck what they talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta just you gotta just say like forget what they talking about bro like it, it, at the end of the day bro we football players we 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 do we we not going out there to make mistakes we're not going out there to mess up like we going out there to compete and we going out there to try to live our dreams so it's like it is what it is bro like them people can't do what we do they're not putting in the work we do so you can't even acknowledge it really you got to just low-key be like all right whatever yeah man but oh uh, quick quick question um i know street just street up brought up um the game on saturday um I'm with you, uh, Malik. Uh, I don't want TVD to go out there. I think they should just let them rest, uh, um, let them be done for the year. And if that does happen, you got Jake Garcia and you got Ja'Cory Brown. Um, which quarterback do you guys really want to see go out there um, this Saturday? Honestly, I say you play both. Um, you know, both of these guys are okay. going to have their own growing pains, you know, whether it's, you know, Jake's with turnovers, whether it's Jakari with passes, whatever, whatever we feel like, or whatever the coaching staff feel like their issues are, 
the biggest thing is is to minimize the exposure and minimize damage. So whether it's, you know, hey, guys, we're going to treat this shit like a scrimmage. Every two drives, we're going to flip-flop quarterbacks. So maybe it's, hey, Jake, you're going to have first quarter, Jacar, you're going to have second. There's a car you're going to have third, Jake, you're going to have fourth. So figure some type of game plan out. Don't have them out there the entire game because, you know, defense adjusts. But if you can keep defense on their toes, if you can keep, you know, your quarterback sliding out but also let them build a rhythm, it is easy to get those guys in. But I don't think that, you know, either one has really earned the right to be a complete starter. But I also Thanks. think that both guys are talented enough to definitely be out there. And Thanks. it's like, hey, guys, look three games. You got Georgia Tech. You got a hell of a game in Clemson. You got Pitt. Like, we're going to see in those, you know, basically – what is it, 12 quarters? Like, which one of you guys deserve the right to be here next year? Because, you know, they got Rashada coming in, and they got Emory Williams. So it's like we got two hell of quarterbacks going to compete as well. So show us why we should put them over you or we should put you over them. And and that's like, Bamar, that's why I'm doing it, or whoever got us. Facts. I say play both yeah. of them, too. Neither one – they're both super young, bro. It's not like we have a starting quarterback. Our t- TVD was our starting quarterback. Not, so neither one of them are, like, the established starting quarterback. So, I mean, I say go out there and play both of them, too. They're both really good players. So, I mean, you got to just – but whoever catches heat, like, if say, say Jake goes out there and he's catching – he's 11 for 11, like, you don't take him out. Like, you have to let him just – let him keep playing. But like, I, I, I just still think you do, though, Brevin. Because, yeah, he goes 11 for 11. But then you've been there, man. Defenses adjust. So then what if they adjust and start taking away, you know, maybe he's he's just hitting slants, like underneath shit. Yeah, you're 11 for 11. But at some point, you got to take your shot. So I think you keep both of them in. Obviously, if if Jake keeps up, you say, hey, Jake, we're going to give you an extra drive. And then you slowly start putting him in. But I don't think just because he heats up one drive, because I promise you that even if Jakar, like even Jakar heats up, it doesn't mean that Jake can't make plays. So I think you raise the value of what you got and you say, hey, like, Maybe by Pitt, when you say, hey, maybe Georgia Tech game, you flip-flop it. And then when Clemson comes, you say, hey, this is your one game. You know, both of you guys are going to split it. And we're going to see who deserves the right to be the starter for Clemson. Facts. Yeah, but, uh, hey, I, I think it's not just the quarterbacks, though. I think that's across the board. It's everybody. Yeah, 100%. I, 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 think, yeah, definitely I, I think where Miami is right now with us, like, potentially, you know, not making a bowl game or making it or whatnot. Hey, at this point, you know, the gloves are off. You feel me? It's like, if you're not performing – we're going to put the next person in there. Like, this across the board. And if it's not like that, then we regressing. Like, seriously. It's not just the quarterback. You feel me? It's facts. It's, all your, it's everybody across the board, bro. It's a team sport, bro. Top to bottom. Yeah, hey, Coop. Coop, hey, Coop. What's up with Coop? Coop in here, right? <laughs> yeah, Coop. I was, about to, I was about to say Coop, man. What's up, man? Man, how you doing yeah, down man. there? The Coop. Yo, I'm, I'm just hanging out, listening. We're vibing, you know. Yeah, just poop the set by the door, man. Say something, man. What's going on in Tennessee? Oh, man, we're it's, – it's a lot slower here than it is in South Florida, man. You know, I don't get down there real often, but I came down from Florida State. Man, how do y'all drive in that traffic every day? How? <laughs> turn, the, turn, turn the music up the loudest and just ride. Where yeah, you, what's that, man? Kid? It's a, it's a whole different world down there from where, you know, compared to here in Tennessee. Aggressively, Coop. That's how we drive. <laughs> where where are you at, Coop? I'm at, well, if I tell you where I actually live, you won't know the name of it. I, I'm about 30 minutes outside of Knoxville in Tennessee. Okay. You know, I, I wanted to ask uh, Malik and Brevin something real quick. When it comes to flipping this roster, and I, I'm not naming any players specifically, right? They're Miami Hurricanes right now, so they're family. 
But when it comes to flipping this roster, is there strictly speaking on the roster and flipping these guys, is there any benefit to losing these final three games to weed some of those guys out? Now, winning is always better than losing, right? I get it. But I'm just saying when it comes to weeding some of these guys out to, to see who really are the Miami Hurricanes, the guys that can handle this stuff mentally, that are tough, that want to stick around, Um, I would say not really just because, like, uh, no one wants to be on a losing team, whether you love the University of Miami or not. You feel me? At the end of the day, like, right. obviously I was a Miami through and through, but, I mean, those seasons that we were losing, that shit hurt. Like, that shit really sucked, you feel me? So it's like there's going to be guys that obviously love the U that are winners. It's like the end of the day, like, they came there to win, so they will stay. But I think you just play. At the end of the day, like, the guys that play hard are the kids that should stay and the kids that don't like, they'll definitely expose themselves with some of the kids already have. So it's just about, you know, after the season, it's more about Mario saying, Hey, like kind of what Rick did with me. Hey, like you're not going to play for me. So you have two options. You, you can stay here. You can work to get better because you're not there yet. Or you can hit the portal and you let me know which one, but I'm letting you know right now, until you show me, you can play harder and play the standard of football that I've set. Like you'll never touch the field again. And then, and now it's his decision to make. But I don't think that, like, you try to tank the season to, like, weed people out because you're going to wind up, one, creating division between your staff just because, like, like Gaddis, the coach still, none of those guys came to the F and lose. You know what I mean? So it's like you're going to do your best to win. Now what about um, – just one last question. When you guys were playing at Miami, was it obvious when there were guys – because, you know, you, you and Brevin both talked about guys maybe that, you know – weren't hitting the weight room extra or maybe not putting in that extra work. What about when it comes to guys that have checked out mentally? Like, I mean, is that something that was obvious to you when there were guys on the roster that had done that? And if so, like if there's some guys, that's what a lot of people keep talking about right now. These guys have checked out, you know, they're, they're done. They're, they're planning on hitting the portal anyway, so that they're not going to give it their all. What can other players that are locked in do for those guys to help them in that situation? Yeah, I would say that's honestly, that's really hard. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day is that, you know, want to win, just got to stay consistent because the end of the day, if you have enough of the right people that are pulling in the right direction, the people that aren't they're they're going to get they're going to weed themselves out. You know what I mean? So to me, it's it's, it's more about <clears throat> not focusing on the guys that are weeded out. But it's like, who are the guys that are on the edge? Like, who can I tell that, like, they're in it, but you know what I mean? Like, if we lose this next game, Georgia Tech, they're definitely, like, those are the guys that you got to sit down and say, hey, like, like we need this shit. Like, like let's get bust ass. And obviously, you know, if you can tell a guy's checked out, you still talk to him. But sometimes what happens is, man, whenever you're trying to turn stuff around, you can't let someone else's negativity affect your positivity. Find someone and stay positive because it's, it's, it's very easy to allow things to go south very fast. And so – um, for me, what I would do is definitely find find a couple guys that are on the edge that I know I'm going to need and say, hey, man, like I need to stay in here like together, yeah, like let's study more, let's do extra. And then I'm going to say the same thing to the guy that that's phased out, but I'm also not going to sit there and like bitch and moan at him if he doesn't show up. You know what I mean? I'm just going to understand, okay, he's not here with us no more. Shout out to, to Lance. We got Lance in the building. Lance, what's good, man? Lance brought no peanuts out there, man. Somebody stole my peanuts when I put them on the table. Hey, what they do, eh? 
What's good? What's good, brother? Glenn? What, what they do, Hurricane family? Yo, yo. Hey, boy, the game was fucked up, but the tailgate was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tailgate was wild, man. Somebody stole my peanuts, Lance? That was him, dog. Hey. I took them shit. Ah, oh, <laughs> see that? See that? I put hey, You know that's how man. I found you, right? That's how I found you. Me and Kia was walking, and I think she text Street, and she was like, "Damn, we can't find the tailgate." Oh, they were like, "Lance in the front, she's selling peanuts. You find Lance, you'll find the tailgate." <laughs> hey, hey, hey! So I'm showing all them business how to hustle, man. It's always a hustle, man. Every day, man. <laughs> nah, man. What? So what would y'all take? I know everybody was going crazy about that game, but I ain't gonna lie, boy. Y'all gonna think I sound crazy, but I said in that, I said in the fan to the second half. I mean, not the second half, second quarter. Shit, I went under the stand. I said, man, I gotta go charge my phone up. My phone was dead. I said I can't watch no more of this shit. But I was watching the from the outside. But I, me personally, I know everybody got their opinion on the game and what what's going on. I feel like, man, we already everybody already knew what the season season was gonna be like before Coach Christopher already got there. You see what I'm saying? I did. I'm not even mad. I just I'm just happy he's trying to rebuild this thing, get that shit in the right direction. But I feel like now they definitely gonna have to make some decisions at that quarterback position. Yeah. So I agree or disagree because we lost two games, and I don't give a damn what anyone says. Middleton and Duke, you cannot lose those. That's right. just mind over matter, to be honest with you. At the end of the day, like, I give North Carolina. North Carolina has some hell of a playmaker, you know what I mean? I give it to Texas A&M. They're really talented. Like, those are games that they're toss-ups to me, you know what I mean? Like, if you win those, that's on great execution and great play calling. But, like, Middle Tennessee State, there shouldn't be anyone over there that is, is that spectacular that they beat us. You feel we me? I'm going we, back in the days before Appalachian State started being big school, the first big school they beat was Michigan. Everybody like, what the hell? It can, it's possible. Yeah, but yeah, they didn't possible. come out. They, they just didn't come out expecting. And Middle, Middle Tennessee came out with their balls hanging. Like that coach came out with a point because after that they started losing. Now why? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now they definitely threw everything they had at us, boy, because they looked bad after. And that receiver, those receivers wanted to make plays. The biggest problem. Had yeah, been, but I bet you though, if you ask those receivers in high school who are their top, I bet you Miami's in there. Right. Those guys, our players just haven't. Yeah, the the scheme to because the guys just dealt with it in the high school level. The scheme could work if they believe. Those guys don't believe in the coaches. Point blank, simple. And again, a, it's. And and it's not the kids' fault because those coaches also didn't recruit those kids coming out of high school, so they have zero relationship. Nah, I, man, I don't, I ain't buying that, PJ. Listen, Chris I told my either. We're not we're not talking. We're not talking about crystal ball. You see, everybody think crystal ball. The people that spend the most time is the position coach. Yeah, and nobody in that room. Assistants, GAs. That's who spend the most time with us. Mirabal didn't recruit none of those O linemen. Gaddis didn't recruit none of those receivers. Kevin Smith brought his running back in. That's why, and Kevin Smith so, is from down here. That's why his running backs look like that. Steve but Smith okay, I look at it like this. I look at it like this, bro. So I, I, I feel like for us getting crystal ball, we definitely going in the right direction. Now this is gonna sound crazy. This team right here would have been better to me with Manny because they were used to his offense. You see what I'm saying? Correct. But, yes, definitely. Because mm -hmm. I'm telling you, they, last year I'm like, boy, we, damn, I know. I say, boy, I know Manny mad as hell. He lost all them games. He knew. He was like one year away. If he could have stayed in Miami one more year, he probably could have got it like 
it would have been a better season. But we just got to take this pain with Crystal Ball. I know it, it, when we got Crystal Ball, I said, well, shit, this going to set us back about two years. That's what I said. I I, baked, I was baking on the, the veteranness of the team to actually catapult it into being a successful season. My whole thing was you got TBD, he's a leader, we're going to ball. Not knowing that, again, I, I always forget that TBD is from Connecticut. The receivers that he have on the team is from South Florida. So the connection isn't going to be there, like Malik says, with how them boys used to always be around each other. What TBD likes to do is way it's like night and day compared to what Romello, what what uh George. That's what every Keyshawn. team. Though. No, that's not every team. Yeah. No, that's not every team. Not to that level. To what you Hell got yeah. Man, bro. Come on, now. Listen, bro, Garcia from California, dog, and he's vibing with them chicks like it ain't. Like, like, I know like, what you mean, but Garcia. Yeah, but California, good. California ain't, ain't, ain't that much different from South Florida. Right. Like, yeah, I was going to say, Connecticut. That, 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 yeah. That's, that's <laughs> all. And I, I'm going to go in the locker room. Don't think y'all think, don't think locker rooms be as close as y'all think they be, bro. Oh, no, they don't not. No, trust me. We were dumb separated. You have very few on the team that be tight with each other. Everybody, yeah. a lot of people doing their own shit. Yeah, but you got to force that, though. Like, that's one thing that I'll say that I did. Like, I forced my way into in, in, into a lot of those groups, mm-hmm. to be honest. With you. And you have to. Yeah, but Malik, you know it's click. You know it's Yeah, click. but but TBD last year was getting in. He, he was out there throwing the extra. Because you got, like, again, I being out there a lot, not just when they let people come there. I used to go there a lot, a lot, away from when cameras and all that. And the way TVD moved last year is different than the way he was moving this year. But I didn't. What's the name? I told listen. I told everybody this season. I thought what's the name left early to her number eleven last year. Oh yeah, he, he needed one more year. Yep, I Rambo. Talking about Rambo. Yeah, and, yeah. He had Rambo. and then we don't have the speed compared. People keep on talking about yeah, throw it deep, throw it deep. We don't have a Rambo. We don't have a Hartley. We don't have Rambo in that fast though, dog. Rambo, Rambo, Rambo won that fast. K five, yeah, but Rambo. Rambo don't drop like nothing. Rambo makes plays. Rambo does drop. No, 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 no. Rambo, Rambo does drop the ball. Now don't do that. Nah, he didn't. Everybody dropped. He had more drops coming from no. Oklahoma than Pope and Wiggins. If you want to be factical, that he yeah. had way more drops than both of them boys coming in. He but, was a dog last right. year. Right, he's a right. dog. But in he the spring, he was unguardable. Now in spring and then he's unguardable. In spring and then doing fall camp, Rambo had some drop issues. The first couple of games, he had some drop issues. He didn't start catching that ball completely until uh, the Michigan State game, which we ended up losing. But that was the game he came out and he did his thing. But, I, yeah, I agree. Um, we just don't have that the alpha in the receiver room. Um, like K.J. Osborne, you know, once K.J. Osborne came, he worked so hard that right. Mike Hartley, Mike Hartley had to work hard too. You know what I'm saying? Other receivers had to work hard because they seen him. Now you just right. got the receivers saying, "Oh, I'm just going to only do enough to get by." Yep. Everybody looking at each other like, "Oh, well, that's all we got to do is enough, just enough." Yep. So, hey, what well, problem? Well, when Restrepo went down, that hurt. What well, one thing that I can say for sure at Miami, I'm from Georgia. You feel me? So when I came down to Miami, them boys, Mark, Gus, Joe. On the real, them boys didn't even speak to me when I first came down there. The only thing people respect down there is how you ball. You feel me? 
Like, if you're going to come in and ball, you're going to work, you're going to earn them boys' respect. It's, it's just a different vibe down there. Them boys yeah. respect ball. Like, you got to click his locker room and whatnot, but at the same time, if you're going to ball, them boys can respect that. You feel me? And you got to earn that with them boys. So, my thing is this, though, from the outside looking in, it seemed like we got more talk than playing down there. And I, right. I'm all for holding people accountable and being that way. But your ass got to be producing on the field because it seemed like right. we just got a whole bunch of talking in the press conference and we got a bunch of mouthing off on the field. But that shit ain't looking like that on game day. And here go my but, thing, man. So, it's, first it's, of all, I'm going to agree with Malik. I'm, I'm all for giving Crystal Ball the time. I'm glad we got Crystal Ball. Y'all know who my first choice was. I ain't going to rehash that. But Middle Tennessee was a terrible loss. They're not even a good conference USA team. I guarantee in a week or two, they're going to lose the FAU. They have not. I, they might not have won a game since they beat us. That loss is inexcusable. Where I'm going to disagree with Malik is we cannot, we cannot keep looking at Duke and saying we should run over these guys. If you look at the last four years, I guarantee Duke done beat us at least twice. At least not nah, Duke's a good team. Like we we on the level of Duke, and that's why I think sometimes we we getting this shit twisted. We are Duke now. Like we can yeah, but like you gotta why, understand why we on the level we of Duke. Duke every huh? Because they beat us. Why we on the level of Duke if we because they beat us? That's what I'm saying though. Like, but but if you stack that's on star Duke, ranking. How is Duke staying with us though? They staying with us because they are working our kids. But exactly. this, this 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 star ranking. No, nah, I mean that also. Going... That's that's just hard work. There, there's no reason why Duke should ever recruit with us. There's no reason why talent for talent they should ever be anywhere close to us. They beating us because they are working us. Yeah, and Guys, we and that's listen, part that's hey, part of what I where I'm AJ, going at. So AJ, we can uh -huh. look at it this way. Look at the SMU game. If y'all think back before MTSU, you look at that that um, that MSU game. Them boys came out and hit us in the mouth. And they hit us in the mouth early. You know what I mean? And and we looked like shit in that game. We ended up winning the game, but we got outplayed in that game. Southern Miss, yeah. Yeah. yeah but, Southern Miss. Yeah. I, Kappa, I've been saying this. When I looked at this offense, I didn't like the offense damn near Bethune-Cookman. Southern Miss, I was like, man, I don't like the way this looks. But I will say this, Lance. We talked about if Manny would have had these guys, it would have looked better. These, these same players, some of these same players on this team, they done had three head coaches and three position co and three coordinators. Some of them multiple position coaches. These guys haven't played good for nobody. The most games they won in the year was eight, and that was De'Ara King carrying that team. So, but that shit ain't cool. That that ain't cool either, AJ man. What what you mean? The switching the goddamn coordinator every damn year. That's yeah, but, but, yeah. I mean, I we always you. say I, they would have played better under this guy, that guy. Hell, we've been trying everybody to get them to the only person we got left is Belichick and Saban. But nah, I think you're looking at that backwards. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, mm -hmm. but I think about like Georgia and Alabama though. That shit's gonna happen, and those kids just gotta execute no, because you exactly. talk about Bama. Bama going through OCs like this. Exactly. Crazy. I think we make such a coordinator. But they got a system though. Yeah, but they they but they culture is set But they culture yes. It's a winning culture. It's set. Like like when Miami was winning, when Miami was great. The shit was rolling. If you talk to the players, they say, man, it wasn't the coaches. The players was was basically the exactly. reason why they got put right. So when the culture is there, the winning culture there, the system is there, yeah, you can plug and play shit. But our train ain't got rolling yet. You know what I'm saying? So we right. just keep switching and switching and switching. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's different when the culture is set. It, it was hard for us to, to – to, man, back in the days, three losses, we thought we had a sorry team. So one thing that I one thing that I want to ask Malik, and I was trying to get in here with Brevin and DJ was in here. 
two things. Uh, y'all talked a little bit about the playbook, and I'm going to get to that question. But the first thing is, it always seemed in footballville, Caneville, y'all always go out to the practice. And y'all y'all make comments, too, on when we get a new assistant coach, how they coaching. And I remember when Enos came, and boy, he was letting motherfuckers have it. I remember when y'all talked about Gaddis was out there, and he was letting them have it. I'm just trying to figure out why these kids can go. And, and I know part of it is they had that culture, what you talked about. But these kids will go to Alabama, Georgia, and get coached hard. But, boy, we have players that tell their mama what's going on, and the shit don't even be that bad. And that's some of that just football. And Malik just gave a story where Rick basically told him to transfer. And it seemed like, man, our kids just fold up with that shit. And that's not how they get coached in Pop Warner. That's not but how that they is, get coached in high they, school. They, so they I cannot, like I, I, I for the life of me, cannot understand that shit. Why, when they get coached hard at Miami, <laughs> it becomes a problem. Hey, what, what's because, up? They, because, you know, but to me, okay, I can answer that. To me, and, and, and I hope no one gets offended, to me, that's because of the parents. To keep it 100 yep. with you, that's how they were raised. And, and one thing I'll say, too, and it's very prevalent in South Florida, like you see kids that, don't like their situation, so they go from high school to high school to high school to high school to high school until they play, and they never had to work their way in. I can tell you yep. since I was a freshman in high school, I had to work to become a starting safety for my for my high school team. And then after that, I had a battle for my high school quarterback job. When I went to Miami, I had a battle. For my, so I, I've always been used to that. I never transferred. I never ran from competition. So it's like if you've always ran from me, if you've always bounced from high school to high school to high school, never said, fuck it, like I'm going to face my fears, face my mentality, and face my competition, then – you're never going to get better. So to me, it also has something to do with that. I'm not saying the parenting is bad, but it's just like at some point you got to teach yourself from a young age that we're not going from competition because that's what happens when kids get yelled at. It's a poor me mentality instead of saying no. Like I was always taught when someone yells at you, unless they're just flat out dogging you, they're, they're, they're yelling at you because they care. They're yelling at you because they see you in a better standard than what you're holding yourself accountable to. And that's for the most part. And that's how most coaches are. And there are seldom coaches that, you know, or just going to cuss you out for no reason. But it's like, for the most part, man, if, if, if you don't want to get coached hard, then you shouldn't be playing college football, point blank, period. Hey, just to, just to piggyback <laughs> off of that, too. What's up, fellas? Um, I, I personally think I, I personally think the foundation of being a Miami Hurricane the last 15, 20 years hasn't been structured the right, right way, right? When you talk about the Charleston Rambos, the K.J. Osborns, you talk about players from Alabama, Georgia, the preparation and the mentality and the foundation, you know, whether it be at home, in high school, once you go to the next level, I don't think any Miami Hurricane has seen the right way of being a productive, true college football player. And I think that starts with the foundation of, whether that's coaching, preparation of being a football player. I mean, we, we just talked about it. The KJ Osborne's, the Charleston Rambos, the Mike Harleys, the Xavier Restrepo's, what do they all have in common? It's the preparation. It's the love they have for the game. It's the willingness to go the extra mile to where when no one's looking, to where when you're not getting coached up, you're not only putting in the extra work, but you're going to make everyone around you put in that extra work. And I think that's what we're missing. You don't need four or five of the Xavier Restrepo's or the Charleston Rambos. You need 30 to 40 of those guys. And I think that's what I think that's what Mario Cristobal is trying to figure out right now. He's trying to get as many of those guys in the building that want to play football and want to bring the U back. And what you're seeing right now is with recruiting, obviously, I mean, most of us on here know we're we're terrible on the field, but you talk about off the field, these recruits, some of the high-end recruits that can go anywhere in the country, they're seeing what is being bought in and what is trying to be reconstructed to build the foundation of being a Miami Hurricane the right way needs to be. And I think you're seeing a lot of high-end recruits 
buy into that because of someone like Mario Cristobal, hey, who knows how Matt. the foundation can look because he has he has the blueprint, right? He has guys that he can bring a young man into his into his living room with his mom and dad and say, look, I'm not trying to sell you the University of Miami like the prior coaches. I have bled this thing. I have been on Green Tree four, five, six years, whether it's a coach, whether it's a player. I know what it takes to be a Miami Hurricane. And I know what it takes to get your son to the next level because I have guys that have gone in the first round, year in, year out, and they know exactly what to do. And they're going to they're gonna take my back regardless if they're an Oregon Duck, if they're an FIU Panther, if they're an Alabama Crimson Tide, or if they're a future Miami Hurricane. And I think that is what's going to buy these guys in to finally get the foundation where it needs to be because I think what you're seeing is the foundation has never been solid. And if a foundation is not solid, you cannot build on top of that. And I think that's what's being done right now. Yeah, but the problem hey, is um, we don't have the patience as a fan base. They want to aggregate the last 20 years and, and be angry that we sucked for so long. That ain't um, Cristobal's fault, and it ain't Cristobal's problem, right? Cristobal's in year one right now, and, and the fans, honestly, man, just need to sit the fuck down and take a chill pill. And a lot of men to cook, cause like like Lance said, it, it's gonna be a couple years, y'all. And I, I don't want to sit back and see y'all bitch for two, three years on Twitter complaining about how bad we look when the man is working twenty, you know, twenty to twenty-four hours a goddamn day. The man is working. Let him work. But they going they gonna bitch anyway. They gonna bitch anyway, man. But Saturday, Saturday, Saturday at the game, man. Hey, man, we need to work on goddamn it. I'm a fan too, guy. That we need to work on going to the motherfucking games and just shut the hell up and just watch the game. Let the man do what he do. We That's need to it. Learn how Go to, to the game, man. Go to the games in the jar. Let's still understand. Like we we complaining, but the fans, we we the fans. This fan base been horrible when it comes to uh, fan attendance forever. So why we can't work on trying to get the fan base up at these games first? Because we can't say it's an excuse. Yeah, that's they something we definitely need. Hey, them Dolphins game be packed. You see what I'm saying? Them Dolphins game be yeah. so loud. Yeah, yeah loud. Yeah, that. Nah. We definitely need to work on that, man. But let me, let me say this. Saturday, Saturday, man. Yeah, so Saturday, man, I had the pleasure to talk with uh, two former uh, Hurricanes um, basketball player, uh, women's basketball, Michelle Murray, and former running back, Najee Davenport. And both of them basically said, the same thing and I say man you know what that's that's been our problem we've been recruiting kids getting players and they sitting and still riding the coattail of the, the former great you want they come and saying well yeah this is how you want used to be so all we got to do is just come in and we'll, we'll be good not knowing the work that the former players put in to become that they don't know that they just know let me put that you on my back and I'm good both of them say the same thing. Like that's what they doing. They just come here and think they going to be good just because the, the we used to be good. Mm -hmm. They don't know we got to really work for that. And I well, see, you, you, you talking old school, too. You talking old school, eggs. You got Luke in here. Bring him up. And, and on top of that, man. These hey, but you know what? This I did that. I just text him. Ask him if he want to come up. This younger generation, uh, a lot of them don't know how, how what it takes to put in that hard work either, right? And I think. You got to find the right kids, man. You got to. I it's mean, not at, just, it's at, not at just the finding the kids, though. At the end of the day, 
at the end of the day, man, and, and you can have that that cow. At the end of the day, man, I, I look at it as kids, man, and, and and adults lead the kids, man. Um, we know what Miami has been, and we know what Miami was 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 on the back end. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when it came to the resources and what they was putting in the program, um, the standard has to be set again. The foundation has to be set again. Uh, the the leader, those those like those kids follow the leader, though. You know what I'm saying? They they follow the leader. It's their kids. They're there to be coached. They're the soldiers. You know what I'm saying? The coaches are the generals. These coaches just got here. I'm sure they came in there and dropped the bomb. You heard what Malik said. Mark Rick told him he ain't gonna play here. And I'm sure there's a lot of that shit going on. That's why you walk in the middle of Tennessee, and I can say before the game, hey, they they look like they don't want to be here. And I said it on video. Not knowing that they were going to go out there and lose, but I knew they looked like they didn't want to be there. Yeah, because there's a lot of feelings getting hurt behind them doors, I bet you. And and, uh, and it's showing on the field. It's showing in the morale. A lot of just getting exposed, man. Now, I, I was just going to say, um, you know, we talking about finding the right kids. Um, but like Streeter said, and like, you know, just to reiterate it, it, it's all about the culture too. It's what you're walking into. So we can say the kids are this and this and this and that. But like he said, you know, the, the adults are the ones driving the ship. So when you walk into the program and ain't nothing here, you know, Brad pointed out who he pointed out, Charleston Rambo, KJ Osborne, all transfers, all guys that came from somewhere else right. where the culture was different, where the program was different. Tyreek, all that shit, man. I remember when Rambo came over here, and I never forget this play. Uh, they threw a, this was a screen or whatever, a hitch, and Navon was supposed to get out there and, and and block, and he didn't get out there fast enough, and Charleston lit his ass up, and everybody was like, "Nah, man, you ain't supposed to be doing your your teammate like that." And I'm just like, "This is the problem. He's trying to hold his teammate accountable because where he come from, that's what happens. And we don't have that going on out here, so we want these kids to come out here miraculously, be this and be that." But it, it don't go on out here. So why you expect them to bring it in here? So we right, have to look at it like right. that. And like y'all saying, we got to give Crystal Ball that time to set that. Because these kids don't know. Man, you can't give what you ain't got. So yeah, it's if I've been program, hopping around yeah. high schools and yeah, if I've been hopping it's around high schools and going where I want to go, I can't, I, I, bro, I can't come in and just automatically change it unless I walk into it. And it's just like, oh, I'm sure Lance, I'm sure you can speak to that, bro. I'm sure when you got the UM, you still had some of them, 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 them glory years still coming. You probably walked in and was just like, oh, shit. Damn, this how this shit supposed to do? You probably had some shit in your mind that you wanted to do that you stopped and said, oh, no, nah, no, nah, you cats ain't finna get on me when I walk into the locker room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the standard, the program, right? Right there. The shit is there. It's set already. You know what I'm saying? And, and you got to fall in line. Go ahead, man. No, nah, I was just saying, like you say, but you got to look. When I came, when I came to Miami, and took my visit. Look who was on campus. You see what I'm saying? She had them greats there. But y'all got to understand, too. We talking about how these kids, what they not. Shit. Just imagine how young these kids are. So imagine when they growing up. Did they see Miami winning? You see what I'm saying? Correct. Correct. No, they never saw Miami winning. It's been 20 years. Yeah, we saw it. So we knew the attitude. We knew the, the, the mindset we had to have. But they they don't see it. They, see the, they might see the more spotlight. Like the shine you get at Miami, but they like Lance. Just, they might not. Yep, just to piggyback off of you and Kyle too, bro. Like, like you, like you just said, Lance. All these recruits that we're recruiting now, 
No, not one recruit has ever seen Miami be successful in life. They they don't have what us fans what we're tweeting about every day and and that that willingness and that hope to bring Miami back. None of these recruits that we're going after, they've never seen that before. So what they're buying into is and what like, our leader and Mario Cristobal is doing. They saw the thirty for thirty. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, anybody, just anybody about the thirty for thirty Netflix. Somebody was just talking about that thirty for thirty. That was Brevin Jordan. That was Brevin. Yeah, Brevin was talking about he saw thirty for thirty. I'm I'm sick of that bringing that back shit, man. Just give me something on the field that's fucking a cohesive team. You know what I'm saying? Build me something. Don't, I don't want to go back. But like, the thing man, is, I, I know, I know. My thing is. Y'all got a people, and it's gonna sound crazy because we always we get rid of coaches too fast. Man, Mario need at least five years. Our program was messed up. Yeah, that's why they gave him a 10-year deal. Oh well, yeah, I'm about to say, but he's gonna he gonna get he gonna get his he gonna get them years. <laughs> he gonna get them years. They not finna be paying that's what, that's no uh I, I don't even know how much his buyout is, but they not finna pay that. So he gonna get them years. Yeah, I, but the thing about it, X C X people, X people. Just to piggyback what Cap been saying. Cap. Go ahead. Just to piggyback on what Cap was saying, man. People like everybody been saying how the program from Streeter, Lance, everybody, just basically been a dumpster, just a dumpster fire for the past 22 years to be exact, man. We we talking about the end of the Coca era, where if the right coach was hired, for instance, with Shannon. But he just didn't have the resources in place, or we had the resources in place and didn't have the right coach. It was just a combination of where we could never get it right from the athletic director to the to the coaches. And that shit takes a long time to fix. And if you take a look at like all the powerhouses right now, when Nick Saban came into Alabama, they were in a basically in a shithole with he Shula, everything like basically Alabama was where we were at, where they were living on the Bear Bryant days before Nick Saban came in. Clemson, you know what I'm saying? Dabo had Clemson looking like a shithole for a long time. You know, they had the term Clemsoning for a long time before they finally got it right. It just everybody, especially with our fan base, like we said, man, they just keep uh, living back on the past and want to instantly get back to that to the top of the mountain and we experienced that in 2017 real quickly but we never was able to bounce back from it it's going to take like i said i told people it's going to take mario about four or five years to get it right next year yeah we got a good class coming in but i said man we're going to be hella young so expect you know i ain't expecting you know a 10 and 2 or a 9 and 3 i told somebody man we'll be lucky to go six and six or maybe seven wins with this squad that we got next year and it's all just like a repeat of history because you was talking about Najee Davenport X. When Najee came out in '96, um, that squad there with the Hurricanes was 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 basically not even it. And then Willis came out in 2000. Four years later, it just it, it took a, an, an accumulation of just class after class after class and building that program and be getting the players that you want in there to eventually get it to where it needed to be. It took four years for Butch to get the program to where he wanted it to be. Yeah, I was just I was just saying that earlier today that um this this team kind of resembles the '97 team that went five and six, right? But Davis had to clean it up. He had to clean it up, and year by year, they do nothing but get better. But it took it, it took time, you know. Um, remember they wanted to fire Butch Davis. They wanted to fire Butch Davis. 
from but champs yo, to chumps. Yeah, they wanted to fight him, but they they gave him his little time. He took it, and he created the best team in history of college football. Should have should have went to the championship three years in a row. Should have went 2000, 2001, 2003. I mean, uh, 2002, but you know they uh they cheated us. Uh, the next two years, so Luke, what's what's good? I see you in the chat, man. What's good, Luke? What's happening? Hey, man, I'm chilling. I'm sitting there listening to ball peanuts. Peanut man, <laughs> and y'all boys, man. What's up? Chilling, listening to um, the funeral talk. <laughs> the funeral talk. <laughs> Luke, man, Trump right can't be, Luke, Trump can't be president again, can he, man? He's gonna be president. Oh shit, man! What are we doing? Let's yeah, not get, get out of here, man. Let's not get that's, political now. <laughs> yeah, that's no joke. Hey, man! But real talk, it, you, I said it from day one. It's gonna be a three-year pro process. It's gotta be three years. This is not no overnight fix. A lot of people try to. A lot of people try to compare Mario to Lincoln Riley. What they doing over there? Lincoln Riley took a whole bunch of players. Then they try to pay, compare them to, you know, what LSU is doing. You know what I'm saying? And so it's you can't, you can't, you can't do that. Them dudes went over and, and they try to compare them to the new coach at Oregon. Those programs, the difference is them programs were stacked. They had players in the program already that, that was, you know, doing their thing. They, this program here has been horrible for 20 years. I know most most of uh, don't want to admit it, but this has been a shit show for almost two decades. So when you got the, a bad culture for two decades, what you think you're getting ready to do? Open in, turn the lights on like this shit is, is beautiful? No, you got work to do. And it's going to take a lot of work. And it's going to eat eventually in the three, four years, he's going to go through some coaches. He's going to do, you know, he got to do a whole culture change. That's what you got. But I don't suggest firing no coaches right now. That don't make no sense. Then that means you're saying that the, the kids are good and the coaches suck. So when you fire the coach, that means you got good players and the coach is not good. Well, we're stuck with Crystal Ball now. Yeah, yeah. Crystal Ball gonna be here for he's gonna be here for a long time. Um yo. I've been hey, trying but to chime in. Something. I don't want to cut nobody off, man. I've been trying to chime in something. for a long time now. Y'all hey. said something about kids transferring and them prima donnas. I think it was Lance said something about the prima donnas, the kids who do all this transfer, which is, I agree, and they get down there and when they face adversity, they don't know how to function because they're so used to cutting and running. But then now... Of the kids we have now and the kids that we got committed, how many of the motherfuckers did a whole bunch of transferring because you get you getting ready to have a repeated effect? Mm -hmm. I'm going off of the recruiting class we have, um, the 20 kids we got, uh, the only ones I could say that probably transferred multiple times. Um, outside of the kids leaving their high school and going to IMG, I won't I won't count that. But the only kids that pop, that transferred multiple times are probably the Washington Twins. And um, I shit, I I I want both of the guys on my team. I don't care. They they got they got in them that they want to play. They want to play. They want to win. Um, 
they just got they just got talent in their blood. So I'll take those two. But yeah, I kind of agree. Like, you know, the transferring a lot. Um, it kind of shows you that you don't want to sit there and face adversity. Um, the first sign of defeat comes, you run, you tuck tail and go on to the next show. You know what I'm saying? But that's 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 what's happening around the whole country, not just here in South Florida. It's just and, and you gotta it, remember, you got Miami, Miami roster is 16 kids from down south that flagler on back, five kids from flagler to county line. And everything else is from Broward. And the ones that are really going out there doing putting putting in work and are showing that they're better is the five kids from the inner city. I sat out and did that shit. And that's that's what you got. And so when you look at what you got, and, and most of them, you know, you look and you, you when you look at what you got, when you look at the ba- the fabric of the team. It's not it's not hardcore as you think it is. Well, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's definitely um I did I did I did something like that when I looked at the roster and say, uh, yeah, well, you know, all our good players are are probably from specific areas and stuff like that. But I mean, we it's 2022. Uh players are all over now. Um, South Broward, out of state, IMG. That's just how it is with recruiting now. Um, uh, I'm not worried about the recruiting part. Mario and them doing a damn good job with that. You know, we just got to get them to buy in once they come to uh, get on campus. Hey, hey, PJ, PJ, you down now? You about ready to shut it down? Here? Oh, it was somebody that was just trying to speak. I don't PJ, know. PJ, he down there. He down there. Sports bet. Yeah, PJ, sports bet. He run a um, sports betting um, website where they give you pictures. Man, text me all week long, told me he was going to lose by 10. Yo, what's going on, man? I'm sorry. I've been trying to figure this shit out. <laughs> what's up, bro? You had something you want to say? I don't even know what I'm doing, man. I apologize. I was trying to cut somebody off, but man. Let's look back at the 21 season. We ended winning five of the last six games, okay? We come into this season. We beat, we, we killed Bethune as expected. We beat Southern Miss. You know, we faced a little adversity in that game. We come back. We handle business. Then we go to Texas A&M. Somebody was talking about having momentum going into the year. That is the most momentum we've had in a long time, okay? And then we lay a dud at Texas A&M. And someone was talking about five years five-year plan well guess what we had it right there we need to build a little momentum and and we didn't do it so to me now you know i watched that florida state game i'm a season ticket holder i didn't even go to the game because i as as he just said i knew that we were going to get killed i knew it 10 points took it all day even when it opened up the line uh dropped down to seven when van dyke came in anyways look man it's embarrassing right now. It really is. And I'm not trying to be a fangirl. I don't want to be a fangirl. I'm friends with a lot of the players. But when I see these players posting things on their Instagram of a good play, and you can see the scoreboard in their video, and it says, you know, 38 to 3, we're losing. And we just got a 10 yard first down. That shit is unacceptable. We got a lot of prima donnas on the team, man. Unacceptable. So, so, PJ, you don't think they should use their Instagram when they lose? No. 
<laughs> Take it away. <laughs> Take it away. Uh, it's just, come on, man. You know what? we got to build this culture. I've been watching this team for a long time. You guys got some years on me. You know, I was crying looking in front of that TV when, when they threw that flag at Ohio State on those old big flat screen TVs. How but, old were you, dog? How old were you? I'm 30. I'm turning 32 in January. So I was, How old were you? That Ohio State game. I was 10 years old, man, and I was crying. I was in front of that TV. I was crying, man, when they threw that flag. My brother was at the game. And, and I see it, man. And, and, and I'm friends with a lot of these players, like I said, you know. It's just I'm lost. I'm at a loss for words. You know, uh, peanut man, by the way, Lance, I need to get a bag of those peanuts. I know we talked once before on Instagram. Um, we're going to connect soon, do some business, make some money. But anyways, you know, you were at the game, you said, and, and a bunch of you guys said you were at the game. And I'm trying to support this team. I really am. And I will. And I will. But, you know, we have all the momentum rolling into the season. And, and we go to Texas A&M. We need that signature big win. We got to build some momentum. And we got to continue with it. The first three plays of that Florida State-Miami game, we, we five-yard loss on the first play. And then I forgot what happened on the second play, but they didn't get nothing. And then flag, what, he hit, he hit a guy, he committed a stupid penalty, he came early. Those guys were deflated. They were done. The game was over. Right after that play, it was over. And, and to me, the culture, and everybody's been talking about the culture, it needs to be changed for sure. You know, I, I just think that we got to change the type of player we bring in. And, and someone earlier, I don't know if it was Malik or if it was Brevin, someone was talking about getting these guys from Georgia and – and these other places and you know tvd he's shell-shocked right now and, and i and i hope he gets better i know he's injured but he was shell-shocked with what he had faced this this year he didn't know what was going on and we need to get these players who are mentally and physically tough to take over games and and not commit stupid penalties and i don't know if it was lance or one of the guys was talking earlier about uh, uh rambo someone was talking about rambo calling out that o-line if not getting out and blocking or doing something that's what we need. We need that. We need to bring it back. PJ, I'm going to tell you, like I told a lot of other folks, man, I come to the game for the tailgate at this point. Because the tailgate is undefeated, right? It's an afterthought. But I'm at every game. You know what I'm saying? Whether we win, lose, or whatever, I'm there. But I changed my perspective because I used to get miserable, man. When we lose, you couldn't fucking talk to me. My old lady couldn't talk to me. Couldn't nobody talk to me all week. Damn. But, you know what I'm saying? But but I had to change that that outlook, man, because we've lost so goddamn much over the last 20 years. My life was just miserable. You know what I mean? So I changed my perspective. I'm still there and I'm still supporting. But I'm there to see my friends. I'm there to, you know, for the camaraderie. I'm there for the food and the drinks. Right. And then the rest of that shit is just uh, icing on top of the cake. So come out and fuck with us, man. Hey, I'm going to tell you one thing, and uh, Daryl knows about this. Uh, I, put a, I put two bets on the Canes this year before the season started. I put 10K on them to win the Coastal, and I put 10K on them to win more than eight and a half games. I'm looking at their schedule before the season starts, and I'm thinking to myself, there is no way that they're not going to win nine games this season. There is just no way. With what I saw at the end of last season and all the momentum we had, I, I, I mean – I knew after game three and four against Texas A&M and Middle Tennessee State, I knew that I was going to bet on North Man, Carolina. We got a bet. I knew I was going to bet on Florida State. I, I, I knew it. I knew it. Hey, he I called me, money, hey, you, I he called me and told me he ripped up his tickets. 
She said he ripped every single like the third game of the season or some shit. Hey, but listen, hey, listen, Cap, uh, Kappa, listen, y'all met each other before, Kappa. Yeah, I know, I know. PJ. Okay, all right, all right. See, my thing was though, like, hey, PJ, we put that onto the bar. We done spent about ten grand at the bar at the tailgate. No bullshit. Yeah, man. I would have rather, think... I would have rather spent the money there than spent it on that that lousy ticket. That's for sure. So I gotta get. Yeah. I want. I just want to announce. I'm going to announce it right here on space. Um, I'm retired from cooking. I'm doing no more cooking at the tailgates. I'm done now. You lie. Get your ass back on the grill, man. Make them Perry wings. Me and shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, boy, y'all had that thing like a club over there, boy. That yes, thing was Yes, sir. Uh, hold on, hold on, though. Um, hold on, though. Uh, Lance got Lance. Lance got uh, eyes got big and wide when he seen Capricornum at Hennessy. Capricornum <laughs> like a quadruple shot. <laughs> yeah, that's the wrong. That's the wrong guy to let let uh, pull your cup, man. Hey, but shouts out, man. Thanks for everybody who um came out to the uh, show last week or uh, Friday. Um, we had an event, man. We want to appreciate everybody who came out and showed love. Um, always a pleasure to be rocking with y'all guys. Uh, we definitely gonna try to do that a lot more. I don't know how much we gonna do it this year, but, but we definitely gonna do it a lot game, more. Like every home game, if Rumble can't have, why the tailgate can't be like that every home game? It like, is. I tell games, I tell games always lit. Right? It, it's not one that we haven't had that wasn't lit. Um, the only time I'm talking about, don't I'm be so like, no, that tailgate was different. Well, well, yeah, because the stadium was packed. The stadium was packed, man. So, you know, everybody right. wanted to come. Um, we had a lot of FSU fans that came to tailgate with us. Yeah, that, that's the thing. You could have went anywhere. If you wanted to go on the calm side, go on the east side. It was a lot of people that would just come. But you come to the west side, boy, you're in the hood, boy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, the, tail the tailgate's already, man. It'd it be, it be, it be lit like, like that, man. I mean, this year, you know what I'm saying, it... It was we put a lot of effort in this year, man. Myself, X, Wes, other members, and things like that, man. Just to at least allow people to have a good time, man. The team might suck, but just like I told all my Florida State fans, man, we won the tailgate. You know what yeah, I'm saying? But that shit was all the way around the stadium. Everybody was tailgating. Yeah, man. That so every game, though. Imagine that at every game, home game. I tell you this, man, 2017, boy, that was like one of the best years of tailgating right there, man. Especially when uh, Virginia Tech and Notre Dame came in back to back weeks. Man, that tailgate, that, that tailgating that year was like epic. And I think um that following year, man, it was it was followed up by some good things too, man. But like, you know what I'm saying? We just invite everybody, man, to come out and just rock with us, man. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you know, it is that y'all could do, man, just to entertain, man. Because, like I said, the outcome of the games may not be what we expected to be, but at least folks can, like you saying, man, like, hey, boy, I had a hell of a time at the tailgate, man. So, uh, go ahead, Malik. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, thank you guys for having me. I'm probably gonna go to bed pretty soon. I see that uh, Bubba's in here, um, so I know me and Bubba have a 7 a.m. lift, so I'm uh. Probably go to bed pretty soon, but I know if anyone else is listening, um, I actually host a space every Tuesday at 7.30, so if you follow me, um, please join us. Have guys like Bubba and anyone else that are speakers. We, we'd love to have you guys um, on our space as well. Thank you, Canesville, Footballsville, and Kyle for uh, having me up here for so long. 
Anytime, anytime, bro. Anytime. anytime. Yeah, yeah, we enjoyed that. I got, hey, I got so many texts about uh, you and Brevin. And I said, man, the boys having a reunion up here, bro. Yeah, they, man. We, so yeah, that, so bro. join our Tuesday. We host the space every Tuesday at seven thirty. I usually have Bubba. Um, I'll have Marquez will come through. Amon's always in there. Um, I'm, I've been trying to get like DJ Travis home or some of the other guys that come through. And we just talk Miami football, so we'd love to have you guys on Tuesday. Yeah, definitely. definitely appreciate it, bro. But yeah, man, it's, it's not. Oh, you still going to go, Speedy? No, no, just let Chuck, hey, Chuck hey, got hey, his hey, hand hey, up hey, and then we get hey, out of here. Hold on, hold on. It's free. Yeah, yeah, y'all got to say Power Power to the PI. For the storm, so I need y'all on y'all. Got to pull it all back. Hey, yo, fellas, fellas, man, I ain't going to be long. Um, I went in here earlier. But I'm going to just let you guys know, um, I support the team 100%. I moved from Broward County to Valdosta, Georgia, man, and I travel to every home game. I go to any away game I can go to, regardless of the outcome. I support these kids, man, because they need us. And um, number two, I think Mario is going to go evaluate the best talent in the country. We ain't going to have to worry about kids not being dogs. He's going he's gonna go in everybody's backyard and get dogs. So I, I don't think we have to worry about that. But uh that's all I want to say tonight man to close out and uh it was a pleasure man. I no doubt no doubt man um Man, Lance trying to keep us in here all night, man. Hey, the song coming, man. We ain't got nothing to do, man. Hey, no. So listen, listen, listen. I I told I told myself that while the storm was gonna come, I was gonna go to Tussies <laughs> and um get stuck in there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and then vibe up, but yeah. Nah, man. Um, we've been rocking for about what over two hours, man. I, I definitely didn't. Want to go that long, but once um we start getting a lot of former hurricane players, I say, man, I'm gonna just go ahead and let them talk, man, so everybody can hear what's really been going on. All right, man. So Saturday, we thinking about um having a watch party and doing that more often when we here in town and, and don't go to the game. So um y'all just be on the lookout. We'll put a fly out there uh for something uh uh for Saturday watching the Georgia Tech game. What's not the game, hey, hey, hey. Hotel, hotel. Oh, Lord, I got I got man. I, I rented out a theater for Black Panther too, man. I don't know if I can make that one, dog. Damn. You rented out a theater. Yeah, bro. You know they let you do that. It ain't expensive. Man. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to find out who's going to the game, man, on Saturday. I don't, don't have me out there by myself, man. I'm going to be in the A. It's going to be cold. No, it's it's it's, it's 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 a couple. It's it's actually a bunch of uh, hurricane fans up there. Um, I know Kappa. He probably left, uh, but he's he's going. He's traveling up there. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's I need lot to link with a few people, man, because I don't I don't know nobody up there, man. So you know, I'm, I'm trying to link with some folks, man. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, I tag I tag you with Kappa. Kappa and I know Groove is up there. Kappa Kappa gonna be going up there. I know Mo. He lives up there. I don't know if Mo gonna go to the game. He might just tailgate. Um, I I I'll let you know. I get I get the word from those from those guys. I, oh, okay. I John Michaels. Oh yeah, John Michaels. Yeah, John Michaels too. Okay, so um, that's what's up, man. But hey, 
we um thanks again, man, for everybody checking us out with the space tonight, man. You know, we do this thing every every Wednesday, 7:30. Um, like Street is saying, we definitely gonna put out a link for the watch party on Saturday. The game is at 3:30. Um, you can come get you some drink, get you some food from the club. It's a nice spot, nice venue. Um, bring your girls, girls, bring your dudes, however you want to rock. Let's go. Um, let's get this W on Saturday, baby. Gotta get it, man. We out, so I'm gonna catch y'all boys later. And go follow Taste One Boy Peanut Coat. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> All right, y'all boy. <laughs>